Hello, everybody, and welcome to Medic's Mind, the podcast. Thank you so much for coming by. If any of you are curious as to uh, what I think of my brain right now, uh, I think it's best summed up by... You son of a bitch. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, right now, it's just up to the same old... Bullshit. ...that it was up to on so many other occasions, and I just honestly wish it would... Stop it! But it won't. Uh, it just won't. Um, it's really... Uh, sucks. I, um, I was sleeping. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know for those, I don't know who all listens to this, but for those of you who haven't worked in first response, for those of you that don't work around, uh, human bodily fluids a lot, um, blood has a smell to it, a very distinct smell, very tinny, coppery, uh, very, very, distinguishable taste and smell once you've once you've experienced it uh with with the high volume that uh that that you're exposed to it uh, with with being a first responder in my case a paramedic um and i don't know why but sometimes when i'm sleeping uh it invades my nose uh with its odious intentions and uh and then i can start smelling it as i'm sleeping and then it gets worse and worse and worse and worse to the point where, um, to the point where I feel like I'm going to throw up and then I wake up dry heaving and gagging and, uh, the taste is horrible. Uh, a little known, uh, fact about me, something that nobody knows, uh, because I don't think I've ever talked about it. Um, I always have orange juice in my fridge and it's not because I love orange juice. Um, but I always have orange juice in my fridge for, for this reason Whenever these strong uh, invasions of uh, of taste and scent come back to me, and um, and and things like that, I I go and I brush my teeth uh, immediately after brushing my teeth. I come back to my fridge and I drink uh, a hefty amount of orange juice. The flavor of toothpaste and orange juice together is absolutely re- repugnant. It is revolting. But I would rather have that in my mouth than the taste of the dead and their blood. Um, but when I'm sleeping or I'm trying to sleep and my brain goes into PTSD mode and starts gifting me like very nefariously these, these little uh, smells of the past as gifts, um, it sucks. And uh, it's really hard to not uh, get bogged down and, and angry with it. And, um, and it starts, uh, I've been awake for about, uh, about an hour and a half now. And, uh, I had a podcast going, uh, listening uh, to a podcast to try and alleviate some of the, uh, it's a comedy podcast. Um, Chris D'Elia, I don't know if anybody listens to him, but he's pretty goofy. Uh, he just kind of rants, uh, on his podcast and I, I find it, um, deeply satisfying just to listen to somebody, uh, be as, hyperbolic in a comedic way as possible and he does a great job so i listened to that to alleviate some of the poor um places that my mind is visiting uh within itself and uh and and there is times that it's very successful and then there's times where it's not successful at all and unfortunately tonight is one of those times where it has not really been all that successful my mind has just been falling rather precipitously in uh into introspective hatred towards self um you know, I'm 35 years old. My birthday is on Sunday. I'll be 36, 36 years old. And I am, uh, 
looking at myself in the mirror and I also remember 26 year old me. Um, I used to be good. Uh, I used to be outwardly brave, uh, strong and skilled at the tasks that I was given. Um, and now I am a 36 year old man who is afraid of sleep and petrified of his own shadow. And I'm not saying that hyperbolically, I mean it. I am terrified of my shadow. I went out for a walk today, even though it was freezing cold. I had to get out of my house to go for a walk. Um, and the sun was shining. And when my shadow approaches me from the side, uh, it causes me to become reactive and startled. It's like a cat that arches its back just before it runs away. That's exactly what happens to me. I get that instant startle reaction and then I'm sweating profusely because I think I'm about to, some, that something bad is happening and I need to react and get ready for it. And it's my own fucking shadow. So when I say that I'm afraid of my own shadow, I'm being very, very literal. It is not at all uh, a, uh, a statement of um, exaggeration. It is, it is, uh, it's fucking terrible and it's embarrassing. And uh, so that's another reason why I don't like really being around people a lot because I don't want anyone else to, to see that happen. Like, how do I explain that to anybody that I'm with that I'm afraid of my shadow? There's, we make fun of that in, in parodies and jokes and, and television and, you know, movies and everything. We make fun of that. Oh, he's afraid of his own shadow. There's a saying about it, but it's, for me, it's literal. It's an aspect of my life and I fucking hate it. And so when I get woken up by, by just smelling and tasting blood in such a strong way, um, and it brings back thoughts of where that blood came from. And I don't know why I think about very specific instances because I, there's many instances as a paramedic that I came across blood that I don't really deem traumatic. I went to an old lady once who uh, spent the greater part of the evening bent over uh, her her sink because her nose was was bleeding and she couldn't get it to stop. And it wasn't until morning that she finally broke down and called an ambulance or had her husband call an ambulance. And when we arrived, this woman was peaked, pale, and she had bled so much that uh, there was clots in the sink and she was trying to hold her nose uh, tightly, but uh, it looked like the blood was coming out of the corners of her eyes. So it looked like she was crying blood. That's how badly her nose was bleeding. And you can smell like there was a lot of blood. You can smell it. It's in the air. I don't think of that call as a traumatic thing. I remember it uh, because I felt bad for this old lady that she'd been there for most of the evening and was afraid to call an ambulance because she didn't think this was emergent. Um, and I remember feeling quite bad for her and uh, trying to do my best to comfort her and trying to, I had to pinch her nose quite tightly, which is not, it's not pleasant to have somebody else pinching your fucking nose. And I remember feeling bad. Um, chances were she had to go to the hospital and get cauterized. And, uh, but it's not a traumatic thing, but that's not the blood that I remember when I smell blood. Uh, and it's not like one person's blood smells different from the other. Blood is blood. Uh, but I can remember very specific instances and very specific calls. I'm not going to get into those because I don't need to, I don't need to talk about them right now, but it's frustrating. I don't know why my brain does that. And it's really hard to not get angry because I have to get up in the morning. I have to get ready and go to therapy today. And that means that I'm going to have to take transit. And that means I'm going to have to deal with people. And that is not a pleasurable thought for me right now. And it certainly isn't going to be a pleasurable experience because people inherently are fucking stupid. 
They're just stupid in masses. They're just dumb. I don't know how many times I watch people struggle to open a bus door and there's literally yellow taping everywhere that explains exactly how a fucking monkey could do this. Literally a monkey could open a bus door and we have people walking around without helmets that can't open or operate a bus door. And I don't, I don't understand at all. I, I, my, it, it boggles my fucking brain. I just, in my head, I'm looking at them and I'm just, you lack discipline. They do. They lack discipline. They lack drive. And it, it, uh, it drives me up the fucking wall. And, uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just frustrated. I'm really frustrated because like, I just, I'm standing there dealing with people that are like, I sometimes I have to take an Uber cause I'm just done with people. You know, I'm standing there in a, in a sea of people in the transit or I'm on the bus and the bus is getting busy and those assholes come on with their backpacks and they don't take them off. And I'm just like, fuck you asshole. Pretty much. Uh, Oh man. I'm just, I have this soundboard here. I'm trying my best to try and, and make myself somewhat happier, which is why I'm utilizing this soundboard just so that you're aware. This is me trying to, um, this is me trying to convince my brain to think happier thoughts and I'm just yelling at it. Do it now. But it's not working. Um, I mean, it's, I am still shaking, uh, over the, like, I don't know why this stuff comes back to me as vividly and as strong as it does. It sucks. It really does suck. And it sucks to think about the juxtaposition between 26 and 36. You know, those, when I was 26, I was working as a paramedic. And uh, I was working with uh, one of my female partners, Minha. I was about to say her name, but I, I don't think I should without her permission. Um, but uh, we ended up getting a call to one of the rundown apartments in the West End. And uh, we show up and it's, it's a really shitty apartment. It's not a good apartment. And one of the creepier things that happens when you show up and you buzz the buzzer is when people don't say anything, they just buzz you in. You know, you press the buzzer and you hear it ring a couple times and then they just, they buzz you in. It's creepy because you don't know who's on the other end of that. Like who's buzzing you in. You don't know. And especially in the place that we were in, it's not a good place. The place that we we're in is not a safe place. It's not a, it's not a kind place. The people that live there generally aren't in good uh, economic circumstances uh, or life circumstances with relation to addiction and proclivity towards the sort of seedier aspects of life and making a living. And we go in and uh, we knock on the door. We don't hear anything. We knock on the door again. Nobody's answering. We say it's paramedics. And then we hear just an insane amount of yelling coming from inside the apartment. It sounds like this guy has split personalities and yelling at himself. There's two different voices, but it doesn't sound like two different people. It was a really odd thing to hear coming from the the other side of the door. And so I look at my partner, she looks at me and uh, she's like, I think we should get out of here. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And I, I swear to you, this is a true story. We start walking away and then the lights in the hallway just flicker and go out. And so that's not, that's pretty unsettling, uh, to say the very least. And so we descend the stairs cause the elevator is not working. It's only a three story place. So there's only three, three levels. It's not like a high rise building, but we go down and it seems like the, the building's circuitry is shitty cause all the lights are out. And, uh, 
we go to open up the front door and the, the front door won't open. And my first instinct was to smash it with my, uh, with my window punch and just walk out. But we said, okay, you know, what? let's, let's go and find the fire exit. The fire exit's bound to be open. It's non-magnetic. It has to be open. In fact, so now we were on the basement level, uh, or the, yeah, the, the sub basement or sub sub floor level. Um, so level one, essentially all the apartments were one, zero, one, one, zero, two, one, zero, three. And, uh, we go to, we go to check the one fire door and it won't open. And that's, I don't know why it won't open. It just won't open. So we go to the other side. We're going to the other side of the building and we can still hear voices. People are now, you can hear them from the other side of their apartments kind of bitching about not having power. And then, you know, I swear I heard the guy upstairs again. Uh, so it's a creepy, it's a creepy setting. My partner was freaked out. She was actually, uh, holding onto my arm as we were walking, but I, you know, in the juxtaposition of, of being able to navigate through something like that to being petrified of my own shadow, just walking down main, main street on, on Lakeshore, uh, is it's so frustrating because I could, I got us through that situation. I got her and I through that. I made it to the door. I opened up the door, let her out first, followed quickly in behind her. We extricated the scene. We called the police and said, hey, we just don't feel safe going in. We hear a bunch of yelling and screaming. We don't know what's going on. Uh, turned out it was fine. The guy was just having a psychotic, well, not fine. The guy was having a psychotic uh, episode, but we had the resources now. We had police with us. So in that way, it was fine. But I could handle calls like that. I could handle dealing with uh, with bad calls. I could handle going to the jail and dealing with really terrible people, uh, unsettling people. Uh, people have done terrible, terrible things and I could handle going to that environment. I, I'm not saying I was fearless, but I, I mean, fear is always there. It's a healthy and natural emotion to have, but it never stopped my feet from moving. I was always able to do what I needed to, to get done. And now I can barely handle being on transit or going outside or, or whatever. I can't, I just can't do it as seamless as I did back then. And I, I don't understand why I, I wish that it wasn't like that. And it is, and it's so frustrating to not to like, it's so hard to not get frustrated at my, at myself for it because I'm 36 years old. I'm a grown man and I should not be afraid of my own fucking shadow. And I am, I'm absolutely fucking petrified of it. And I should be able to go to sleep at night, but I can't because I have nightmares or I taste blood or I taste piss or I taste whatever gross thing from the past that wants to slither into my nares again. And that's what comes back to me. And it is, it is beyond infuriating. And it's, it's just my brain doing these things. My brain, my fucking brain. You lie. Yes, it does. My because it tells me that I'm in danger, or it tells me that these things are happening again. It tells me that this is something that I'm experiencing right then and there, and it's not because I'm in my apartment and my apartment is safe. But in those moments, it doesn't feel safe. It feels terrible, and it's it's so frightening, and I hate it. And I wish that I could just not be that way. And uh, I I don't I'm the only thing that I, I can say with relation to, to, to 
putting some sort of hopeful twist on on what we're talking about right now is that I hope as I continue to traverse through therapy that eventually I'll get to a point where I don't get so angry at myself, that I don't hate myself so much for being this way, that I don't get so mad at being so perceptually broken. I know saying broken is a terrible thing to say. Uh, and and please believe me, I'm not labeling any of anybody else. This is all me just introspectively bleeding on the microphone to you guys. Uh, but I hate feeling broken. I hate feeling weak. I hate feeling feeble. And I also hate feeling fear towards getting on a bus. I mean, a bus really isn't all that big of a deal objectively, you know, and I'm sure everyone in the world has their issues towards people and they, they have their, their own, you know, little things and, you know, things that they, they hate and vexations towards people. And I get that. But for me, it's something that really causes a a, a huge amount of anxiety to me uh, being in a, in a public space. I, I, I said at the beginning, my birthday is on Sunday. A friend of mine wants to get together on Saturday and go to go shoot pool. And I'm terrified of how many people are going to be there. I'm because I'm like, if it's too busy, I can't, I can't do it. And yet this, this guy, this friend of mine wants to take me to go play pool because he wants to, he can't do it on Sunday. He's got to work. So he wants to celebrate my birthday and, and play some pool. It's super nice of him. But uh, I'm, I'm terrible. Like, what if we get there and then I, I, I see all these people and I, I got to go. I'm sorry. I can't do this. It's infuriating. It's absolutely infuriating. Or what if we're walking there and I get scared of my fucking shadow again? <sighs> Sorry, it's uh, it's really frustrating. I uh, I don't I don't enjoy it. Uh, I'm sitting here right now. Actually, I have a, a little. It's a, it looks like uh, it looks like chapstick um, visually, but it's actually just it's a sniffer. It's called a Sage sniffer. S A J E Sage sniffer, and the the brand on it is Brainstorm. Coincidentally enough, Brainstorm. Um, and I'm using that I, I'm, as I'm talking to you right now, I'm holding this thing under my nose to to alleviate some of the the nasty remnants of smell. Um, and uh, and I, I still have that gross toothpaste and orange taste in my mouth. But uh, I'm telling you right now, that is absolutely blissful compared to what was in there um, before I started rambling on the microphone. Like when I, and that blood was so str- I honestly thought I was bleeding. I thought my gums were bleeding. Um, but like in a very poisonous way, it doesn't just taste like, you know, how if you brush your teeth and you jab yourself with the, you know, with the floss and, uh, you know, your gum bleeds a bit. It, it, it wasn't, it was like the highest version of that. That's what it tasted like. It so putrid and, uh, foul. And again, it's just a, a case of my brain just being a liar. You lie. That's all it was. And, uh, and, uh, not not happy with it, you know. I'm not at all. Some people wake up. Some people wake up next to their loved ones, and uh, I wake up to my brain just. Good morning. That's exactly how. That's its version of saying good morning. And um, fuck, I hate it. I really, really hate it. Stop it! Stop it! Please, please stop it. <sighs> I, um, I don't know. I, I know nights like this happen. Um, I know they do. And I know that they're not, 
they're not always, I I hope they're not always going to be there. It's just frustrating, guys. Thinking about, thinking, and I know that like I shouldn't be living in the past by via thinking about my 26-year-old self and how I was then, you know, being, being a soldier. I was good at being a soldier for a time, for a period. I was really good at being a soldier. I excelled at it in some respects. You know, I was almost almost top candidate on my medic course. I, I did well. And then when I became a paramedic, I, I did well there too. I made sure to sponge as much knowledge as I could off of the really smart people that I worked with. And I read textbooks. Uh, just, I just sat there and read them. On my days off, I would read a, I'd read textbooks so that I could absorb more knowledge. Because as a paramedic, it's not the skills that make you a good medic. It's the knowledge that makes you a good medic. It's knowing when and why and when and why not to give something. You know, the drugs are all smoke and mirrors. You know, they're, they're, they're toys. They're fun. Uh, they're necessary. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not, you know, discrediting them, but I'm saying, you know, it's, it's not about just having the tool belt. It's about knowing how to use the tools on the tool belt. And I made sure to, to learn that stuff, to, to learn the differential diagnoses and possibilities of what, could, what else it could be and why I shouldn't give Ventolin. Uh, to somebody with these symptoms, because maybe it's CHF, maybe it's, and then, and then I'm just going to make it worse. Um, you know, and, and it, it's, I know that I shouldn't just be focused on on those things because I, I, w- I was bad as well. A lot of times back then too, uh, drinking and making some bad decisions and choices. Uh, but uh, it just like now I feel so weak now. There's so many times where I feel weak and I feel uh, like childlike almost like honestly guys when I say that I like the shadow scares me it honestly it scares me to the point where I think I'm about to get into a fight and, and like and then there's that, that that ephemeral thought of that and then it goes away and then I realize it's my own shadow there's a shame that comes in you know and it's it's a heavy blanket of shame that just drapes itself atop of me and then I'm I'm, I'm left carrying that all the way home and then when I get home I just want to shut the door lock the door and hide inside and I know, you know, perceptually and conceptually, I know that hiding away from the world is not the way to go. I, I get that. I really do. But it's really tough to not, to not. It's it's tough to not. It really is. And I, I, I just want to be able to sleep. I mean, it's 4.30 in the fucking morning and I just want to go to bed. I just want to be able to sleep. That is, that's what I want. And I'm, I'm still nervous. I'm still scared. I, 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 I drank this orange juice and, and the blood isn't so much there anymore. Uh, but it's, I, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm, I'm, I'm terrified of it to come back. And I, I'm trying to not be amped up and, and, and edgy because I, that's not going to help me sleep either. But I can't help it because it's how I feel right now. And it sucks. It really, it's really not pleasant. And these are where I get angry at my brain. And these are where so many thoughts of bullshit come into my head and they just, they, they populate my thinking space. And, uh, and I, I, I don't, it's hard for me to just push those away. It's, be, I'm, I'm getting better at it now, being able to combat that before I would just be angry and lament against myself. And I would, I would insult myself and, and just go down the deep rabbit hole. And then I would grab a beer. Because my fridge always had beer. Well, my fridge doesn't have beer anymore. And so I'm forced to have other introspective confabulations with myself to try and combat some of the negative uh, narratives that I'm spinning in my head. 
Um, and I, I wish I had a happier. Po- I wish I had some sort of philosophical thing to to bestow upon you guys. I I I don't think I do this time, and I'm sorry about that. Uh, all I can tell you is that uh, it's late, and I I wish I could sleep. It's late. It's cold outside. It's freezing. I can feel the cold uh, coming in through my window. Um, and I I just wish that I could. I wish that I could shut my brain off and go. I wish, I wish that I could be brave again. That's what I wish. I wish that I could be brave again. That's if, if I have to confess and wish for something. That's what I wish. Uh, everyone wishes they blows out they blow out their candles for their birthday. I wish I could be brave again, because I'm so tired of feeling skittish all the time and worried all the time and and just jumpy all the time. It's so fatiguing. It really is exhaustive. It really, really is. Uh, just living your every day with your eyes moving a mile a minute because you're scanning three intersections ahead. You're you're looking, you know, when, when there's a line of people getting on the bus, you're looking at the back, back of the line, you're scanning up the line. Which one of these guys is a cunt? Which one of these guys is a potential threat? Which one of these guys are going to cause problems? Because when you w- live in the city, chances of you getting a loud person on the bus or the person that doesn't want to pay their fare or the person that just likes to bump into people or the person that tries to start strife and conflict, there's generally one and you run into them fairly frequently. I mean, that's the, that's the thing about living in a populated environment. You know, it's, it's like the fucking hunger games, but you know, when you live in a city, it's like the PC version of hunger games where nobody's allowed to actually compete, but it's, you still get the assholes. You still get those, no, I don't know. Fuck. I just, I, I just don't want to be like this anymore, and it sucks. It really is frustrating. And I'm, I, like I said before, I'm hopeful that as I traverse through therapy and continue to traverse through therapy, that I, that I can get better, that it can change for me. That's, that's all I can hope. <coughs> Sorry, I'm also sick too. That's the other thing. My chest is tight as hell. I've been coughing a lot more throughout the day. And so that probably doesn't help with uh, wonderful tastes in my mouth. But uh, again, I would rather taste, you know, sickened phlegm over what I was tasting before. Uh, I don't know, guys. Uh, pretty much uh, this, is the, this is the narrative I have towards my brain right now. You son of a bitch. Yeah. That's that's how I'm feeling towards my brain right now. If I get, you know, those those fights between like Homer Simpson and Peter Griffin, those like epic or Peter Griffin and that that fucking chicken that he fights on the show that lasts like fucking 25 minutes of just him fighting. If I could like like put my brain into like some sort of physical entity and fight it. Oh, I would Hogan like drop my brain so fucking hard. I'm not even kidding. Hogan, I would fucking Macho Man, Randy Savage, elbow drop, fucking Shawn Michaels, fucking, I think he does an elbow drop, super kick. I would just fucking pile drive that thing numerous times over until it was like, all right, cool. Yeah, I'll back off the shadow thing. I'll, I won't. Yeah, the shadow. Fair enough. We can come to a consensus. I will not let you be afraid of your shadow anymore. I'm going to have to remain firm on the blood thing, though. You're still going to taste that, um, but that's there's like a one-year clause on that. We'll get rid of that after one year. And I'm also going to need a draft pick of Nightmare. 
and uh, we're going to implement that uh, probably next season. How does that how does that suit you? And then I can be like, oh, or you, if you want brain, uh, you could just go fuck yourself if that would be an acceptable. Oh, I think we're we're out of this one. We're at a stalemate. That's kind of how I think deliberation would go between me and my fucking brain. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of it at all. Um, but, you know, here we are. Uh, or here I am, I guess. <sighs> anyway, I've been rambling on for enough. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna try and get some sleep. And, um, you know, I feel like I've rattled on enough and you're probably all just thinking... Stop whining. And you're you're absolutely right. I should stop whining and try to get some try to get some rest. So I'm, that's exactly what I'm going to try and do. Uh, so I wish you guys the best. I hope your uh, your Thursday is starting off better than mine. Uh, if you are feeling good today, if you could do me a favor, just send me some vibes, positive vibes. I'm determined to make this day once the sun comes up. I'm determined to make it better than what it is right now. Uh, I think uh, sometimes, you know how like there's that, you know, dress good, feel good thing, right? I don't know if that's a saying or if I just made it up, but I, I think I'm going to try and wear something nice today and, um, you know, maybe I'll go flirt with a barista and see if I get anywhere that way, get a, get a smile sent my way. Basically, all I'm saying is I'm going to try and break, I'm going to try and break the narrative that my brain has set out for me. Uh, I think that's the... I think maybe that's the takeaway. That's the thing I can uh, I can send out to the to the listener verse um, when it comes to adventure sleeping. You know, for me, when, uh, for adventure sleeping nightmares and and you know physical ruminations and and flashbacks and intrusive symptoms uh, that that do this to me, um, just I, I I gotta find a way to I gotta find a way to combat that and uh. I'm going to tomorrow. I'm going to find a way. Uh, I'm going to bring my book, Don Quixote, with me up to therapy. Um, and I'm going to find a place afterwards to sit and read it. And that's going to be my that's going to be my thing, I think, to try and um, try and feel stimulated by something else and uh, try and feel a bit better. As for now, uh, I'm probably going to go back and try and listen to a podcast and uh, get some sleep. And hopefully, hopefully I can. If not, I know that I'll sleep tonight, though Thursday night, because um, I'm I'm already fucking dead tired, and I can already feel my muscles aching, my elbows fucking killing me. You know, I old man, I'm fucking thirty six on Sunday, and my body's just fucking letting me know it. You know, I hurt my shoulder sneezing the other day for fuck's sakes, sneezing. I've sneezed, and I was like, "Ow, that's not nice." My shoulder. So that's that's exciting. That's fun. It's a good time, right? Fuck. Anyway, uh, that's a cheery sign-off. You guys take care of yourself. Be well and um, be safe out there if you're working. Definitely stay warm. It's supposed to be miserable out for the next few days. Saturday is supposed to be insanely warm, though, like zero with like a negative three as a low. Like Mother Nature's bipolar all of a sudden. So that's that's fun and exciting too. Um, anyway, that's that's it for me. I'm gonna go, and uh, and that's that's it. So you guys take care of yourselves. 
I am. I'm gonna go. Do it now. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm going, Arnold. Okay. Just if you could just go fuck yourself. Okay, <laughs> asshole. Fuck you, asshole. All right, relax, Arnold. Jeez, I'm saying goodbye to the people here. All right. Jeez. This guy right what now. What the fuck did I do wrong? Will interrupting me for one. That's one thing that you're doing, and it's not very nice. Okay. So if you could just just relax a little bit. That would be stellar, Arnold, okay? You just decaf, maybe. Hello, cutie pie. All right, well, that's just weird. That's a weird follow-up, but whatever. Anyway, that's, that's enough fun for me. You guys take care of yourselves. Be safe, be well, and above all else, keep talking to each other.